Hi, I'm Lynn. And I'm Amanda. And this is the Pursuit of Badassery, the podcast. This podcast is all about taking action and creating that badass business abundance and life that you want. Where we share stories, laughs, wins, and epic fails to show you the whole picture of the entrepreneurial journey. It's not just unicorns and rainbows, people. Jump on and follow us through this raw and witty roller coaster where we get down and dirty and go behind the scenes of life and entrepreneurship. Get on it, get over it, and get after it. Hey, I'm Lynn. And I'm Amanda. Welcome to the Pursuit of Badassery, the podcast. I almost mispronounced our own podcast. Goodness. So we are excited today to have another guest. We have Justine Beauregard. She has been a sales coach and trainer since 2008, helping hundreds of small businesses and entrepreneurs increase their income by up to 2,300%. That's 2,300%. And have fun while doing it. Justine, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Yes. Tell us how you got started. Um, well, do you want the story from when I was four years old? No, I'm just kidding. Um, yes. I've been, <laughs> it's funny because I've been a lifelong entrepreneur. I started out really young. I was five or six years old running puppet shows in my backyard, hustling friendship bracelets on the playground, like all the things entrepreneurship. And I sort of got out of it for a little while because I grew up with a single mom. And the goal was just make enough money to support yourself. And the easiest way to do that is to work for someone else. And so I kind of got it in my head that that was a true story. And I pursued corporate kind of gigs for a while. I worked for a lot of male dominated companies in the tech space and all of these different kind of avenues that didn't really feel quite right. So I ended up moving out of that into publishing because I thought, every woman in her late twenties wants to work in publishing. It sounds very romantic and fun and all the things. It wasn't that romantic and fun. Um, and so I ended up transitioning then into startup life again for a little bit, still didn't love it. Then went into nonprofit thinking if I can make an impact and do something for the good of the people, instead of for the bottom line of someone's, you know, pantsuit, then I'll feel better. And it still didn't quite click. And I thought, all right, I've always wanted to be a business owner. I'm just going to start when I am in my 50s and I'm going to semi-retire. And I had this whole big plan and I was sharing my vision with all these people. And I got pregnant with my first baby. And my husband was like, what do you want to do? Do you want to keep working at this nonprofit or do you want to stay home with our child? And I thought... I'm the breadwinner. How are we going to make this work? And so we ran the numbers. We came up with a budget and he was like, you don't have to make that much. And we did the math. It was like, I don't know, 20, 25,000 a year that I would need to bring in. And I was like, I could do that. No problem. First three months, $0 started to panic was postpartum hormonal, all the things that happen when you have kids. And I hired a business coach. And that is when I realized that I knew a lot about a lot, but I didn't know how to run a business and I didn't know how to promote myself, even though I could help other people do it and started learning the skills and kind of leveraging some of the things that I had done for other people, for myself, but getting mentors to help me buying courses, different things that were going to help me get where I wanted to go. And 
I started recognizing that a lot of my clients, instead of wanting me to do the work, they wanted to understand how I was doing it and what I was thinking about it. And that's when I transitioned from a consultant to a coach and a trainer. So I really kind of became an entrepreneur on purpose and by accident and, you know, all the things. And as I've kind of gone through this journey and I've had my company for almost 10 years now, it's really evolved from a consulting agency when I first began making no money, working 80 hours a week, postpartum with a baby to now I have two grown kids and, you know, they're in school full time and my business has totally evolved and shifted. And I just welcome that, you know, it's just all those experiences kind of brought me to where I am today. And I'm sure there'll be multiple versions of where I go from here, but that's sort of the story of how it all came to be. Love it. Actually, when you were talking about the young you, I can remember when my kids were like four and five and I would come home, they'd be at my mom's, I'd come home to my mom's to pick them up. And they, because she lived right on the edge where there were a bunch of businesses and she was kind of like the out, right. And they had a little rock stand and they were always selling rocks to the people and they would stop and buy rocks, rocks that they picked up out of my mom's like driveway. And I was like, little entrepreneur self. So I love that. I love your start. It's a personal connection to mine. I love that. Perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. I definitely feel like that is a story. And I can, I just, when I had my kid, that whole, like, oh my God, <laughs> things change a lot when you have your. Absolutely. So I know you talk about, um, I, I love your story and I love how you have these little parts and these little aha moments that just kind of say, you know, this isn't right for me, or this is, you know, I, I'm, I'm designing more of my life that, that I deserve, that I want. Hello, the pursuit of badassery. And wow. so you actually dug into really learning about how to, how to bring in the business, how to create traffic leads, um, and income streams. So, um, Tell us a little bit about that, because that's what you help clients do now is really those that are struggling with the traffic, the leads and and money. You really help coach them around this. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's shifted and evolved even beyond that. It's funny because I know a lot about a lot and I've grown up kind of being a generalist in a lot of ways. And I appreciate that part because there's so much, you know, I was talking to someone this morning about how I've sort of evolved. Like I went to med school like as a hypothetical, right? I went to med school. I learned how to triage all the problems. Then I found the cardio floor and I was like, oh my God, I love doing open heart surgery. It's like the most fun thing ever. I really enjoy it. So now I'm sort of on the cardiac floor. And even though I know how to diagnose the flu, I don't really spend a lot of time there. So while I say I can help people with lead gen and traffic gen and all those things, I really don't do that as much anymore. I leave that to the general marketers and people who are great at setting up funnels and doing all of those things beautifully well, because my business is so streamlined. I don't need a lot of leads. I don't need a lot of traffic. I have 3000 followers on Instagram and it's easy for me to create six figures a year. So with the people that I have meeting, and I tell this to my clients a lot too, like in the beginning, you need 
heavy sales activity. You need heavier marketing activity because you're trying and testing different pathways to get where you want to go. Where I am now in my business, I meet five people. I close all five of them and I close them within 20 to 30 minutes. Like it doesn't take me long to hit my sales goals because I'm an expert at sales. So I really focus on triaging that sales process, those sales opportunities and the marketing and the lead gen side. I often challenge people about it. I'll say like, are you sure you need 10,000 followers on Instagram to hit your goals? Because that probably means your sales content isn't as strong as it could be. Let's focus on what messaging you're using and how you're positioning your business and the ways that you're creating value for people. So instead of 10,000 people following you, you get 100 and you hit your sales goals with ease. So that's really where I kind of focus is less is better, almost like less is best if you want to find like a simple way to talk about it. And sort of my mantra with clients is do less better. So whatever you're doing now, probably by the Pareto principle, 80% of your success comes from 20% of the actions you take. So stop doing the 80% of stuff that has no impact and focus on the 20. And if you focus on the 20, you can take your time back from those 80% of things that don't have direct impact or you can choose to do the same things you're doing now and just accept that level of effort for what you're getting back. Or you could amplify the 20% to 40% and continue to do some of the things from the 80% bucket. So it's really just about, it's almost like Simon Sinek talks about the infinite game. Business is a game and you get to figure out like, where do I want to put my dollars? Where do I want to invest my energy? You know, if you're playing Monopoly, it's where do I want to place my hotels? Because those are my big ticket things. Then I might want to build a house over here or I might want to sell this property over here. But I'm being really strategic about how I'm looking at the whole board. 100%. The strategy is everything because there is so much that I was actually just talking to a client about it today, that you spend so much time doing the things that you think you're supposed to do when those things aren't bringing any dollars in. And so right. like, oh, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to like go buy some shenazi thing to make my space better. And like that, that's, that's not bringing you any revenue. That's just bringing you stress and uncertainty. And you don't need 10 million followers. You need 10 good ones who are going to open their pocketbooks and really benefit from your product or your service. So it's, it's all about your perspective. And it's all about utilizing those strategies and picking and choosing how you are spending your time and your money and your energy and build a business that works for you. Well, an impact looks different for everyone, right? So you might be like, I have clients who really want to focus on the traffic side. They're like, no, I need a lot of people in my audience because I have a message that I want to get out and I want to establish a position of thought leadership and I want to attract high-level sponsors and speaking engagements and things like that where the audience is important to them and they're already at their revenue goals. So what I tell people is like, what is, first you got to start with a goal. Like, what is your goal? If you're not hitting your income numbers and you're posting on TikTok for three hours a day because you think that's going to generate your income, but it's not monetized, then you can't, you have two choices. You can either get off of TikTok and try a place that might suit you better that's actually going to get you results or learn how to become an expert at TikTok in those three hours instead of just posting and doing the same things over and over again on TikTok because clearly what you're doing isn't working, right? And so it's not always about the income generating activities, which I know a lot of people are focused on, but sometimes 
And for a lot of moms that I work with, it's about scaling back on time. Like I was working with this one woman who was already generating close to half a million a year. And she's like, all right, what's the plan? What's the next level? And I'm like, whoa, hold on. Do you, what does your next level look like? Do you want to make more money or what do you really want? She was like, honestly, I'd love to work like 10 hours less a week. And I'm like, okay, then that's the goal, right? So now we can reverse engineer the steps that are going to get you to that goal, whether it's outsourcing or automating or figuring out ways to serve your clients better. Sometimes it's increasing pricing. Sometimes it's introducing group programs so you can work in the same amount of time, but with serving more people, there's so much that you can play with. But until you know that end result, it's like getting in the car and being like, well, just going to drive around and see where we get. Like you're going to waste a lot of gas, right? Versus putting something into the GPS and going from point A to point B and kind of mapping out how you're going to get there. You're speaking our love language. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And there's a couple of points in there that I really want our audience to, to hear is like, you know, obviously have a goal. We're big goal people. We do, we're actually content contributors for many organizations. So we do a lot of goal strategy things with not just our clients, but also with others, but having that goal, understanding what your, you called it something else, but essentially your end result or your success or what your need is at that point. Um, If it's to gain more time back, if it is to increase followers for X reason, if it is to actually utilize, use what your mama gave you kind of concept, like what you have um, and clean it up. And I, and I do love that. I do love to, and I had to chuckle because we had a team meeting yesterday and they're like, oh, you got to create reels. You have to create reels. And like, that's not my strong suit. My strong suit is in other arenas. So I spend my time there. And um, so (laughs) we're going to make our, our online business manager listen to this one, but you're saying like, utilize what to get the results that you want, utilize the strengths that you have, unless you want to invest the time to learn that particular craft. And I think that's important because a lot of people like get so sidetracked that they think that they have to do this and they have to do that. And they, because that's the cool thing to do where everybody's doing it, but it's what you're really doing is looking at everything that's happening in your client's arena and saying, okay, what's going to give you the biggest bang for your buck to get you to, to that point B and you self-define that point B because everybody's point B looks different. So I, I love all those points and so much more. Yeah, I think too, what's really interesting is a lot of people when they're just starting out, they have no idea what works, right? Like they're they're showing up on Instagram doing reels and they're using TikTok and they're sending emails and doing all these things. And if you were to ask them just point blank, if you were just to ask someone like, hey, Josie, what are the things that you need to be doing that are gonna generate the income? And Josie's like, I have no idea. I've been doing all the things and none of the things are working. And I feel like I'm grasping at straws. And I've had this conversation with hundreds of clients at this point. And almost every time what I say to them is it doesn't matter what you choose. It's the fact that you haven't committed to any one thing in particular, right? Like if nothing is bringing you money, and your goal is to generate more money, you just need to pick one of those things that you've been doing or a new thing, right? Doesn't need to be one of the things you've been doing 
And you need to go all in on that thing. So with the example before of TikTok, you're spending three hours creating videos that get no results, spend two and a half hours researching the hell out of TikTok, doing the work to understand the platform, the algorithm, how it works, how to name your videos, how to add cool captions, take a course on it, figure out your lighting, invest in a better microphone, like do the things that are actually going to get you some traction on TikTok. Research people in your industry, see what kinds of content they're producing. Research people who are not in your industry, see who's trending and what they're talking about, what kind of audio is trending, all the things. And then go all in for those 30 minutes you have left, creating something that's really high value and impactful, and then watch what happens. Because what most people will do is they'll feel so lost and confused that they kind of dip their toe into way too many ponds. And then they're like, I haven't actually swam. And I'm like, because you're too afraid to dive into the pool. Like, it's going to be cold. It's going to suck. You're going to have to go through a couple of like instances where you jump in and you get right back out and you're learning and you're understanding how to get used to that environment. And it's new and uncomfortable. But if you go around 15 different ponds, the only thing that's ever going to get wet is your toe. And that's not going to create income and that's not going to create impact. And that's not going to make you feel good. So it doesn't really matter. Everybody is on every social media platform. There are billions of daily active users on social. There's also millions of people every day who listen to podcasts like this one and who go to events and who read emails and do all the things. So it doesn't matter what social media channel, it doesn't matter what marketing channel, period. It's just about picking one goal, one focus platform and really mastering that channel well. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting because we have asked just recently, I did a training, a live training uh, here in Bangkok. And I was like, what are your money generating activities? What's your income generating activities? And they went blank. They had no idea what their money generating uh, activities were. And so I'd love for our audience to stop, pause and write down your money generating activities, your income generating activities, and actually give it a thought. Because if you don't know what you're doing, that is actually generating income, then you don't know what to fix. And I love or double down on, and I love that you, you talked a lot about that and doubling down because also like, if you don't know where your efforts are going, and like you said, if you're dipping your toe into 15 ponds, you're not getting your return on investment, that time that it takes the process, the whatever knowledge that you put into it. And so I love those two together, money generating activities. And what is your ROI based on that? And not necessarily an income, but like even return on effort, return on energy, return on, and obviously results, right? So it's so important. Love that. No, Amanda's got a lot to say about that too. Oh yeah. I mean, this, this entire podcast has just been our love language of speaking to your clients and understanding where to put your efforts. And it blows me away how often when you ask someone where is your money coming from? Where is your biggest output? Like what's the ROI in that? What percentage of this? What? And there's absolutely just crickets. They have no idea where it's coming from. And I'm not saying that everybody is going to be super analytical and know every single tracking element of their business, because I don't think that's feasible for a lot of people. And that's why you hire people who are really big examiners and they can do that for you. However, 
it is so important to know where your money and your time is going and whether or not that's actually bringing back the results that you're looking for. And if it's not, it's time to evaluate the actions that you're putting in, the work that you're actually doing. I was just thinking about this today. It's so funny about like, are you doing work or doing the work, like the work you really need to be doing? Because we can all fill our days with mm-hmm. extraneous activities. And like, I-, I can sit at my email and check my email for four hours, or I can just do the things that I need to do and actually put in the action steps that are going to get me where I want to go and to get me to the results that I need to see rather than filling my days with extra work that doesn't actually need to be done or can be handed off and delegated to somebody else. Yeah. And a lot of the things we do, a lot of those results we get are confirmation bias, right? Like we say, oh, where do you get your most clients from speaking engagements? Okay. Why do you think that is? Because that's all I do. Okay, great. Uh-huh. <laughs> like that's so the confirmation bias that nothing's working is because you're doing everything at a fraction of the level of effort, right? So it's I'm doing a lot of things, but I don't know what's actually creating an impact. When's the last time you actually measured the impact of those things? Probably never. Confirmation bias, right? So it's looking at it and being like, okay, where do I? So I love the idea that Lynn said about look at your income generating actions. Like what are those activities you're taking that are actually creating results for you? And on the opposite side of that piece of paper, I'm a pen to paper person. I would write down the list of where do you want your money to be coming from versus where is it coming from now? Because a lot of that, and I find that the ease and the impact of those things is not always aligned with where you want it to be. So I meet a lot of people who are like, I get all my business off of, you know, whatever, running webinars. And I'm like, okay, great. I hate being on video though. And it's like, why are you doing that? Well, because I bought this funnel system and they told me that I had to run webinars in order to get sales. So I do it, but it's terrible. And I'm like, okay, So you need to have something that works, but you also need to have something that feels good because remember your business is your design. So if you are making your own life miserable, you've done something wrong. And I don't often tell my clients that they're doing the wrong things because I don't believe that there's really a right or a wrong. I think there's things that are problematic and there's things that you need to fix, but I don't know that it's necessarily the right way or the wrong way, but it is wrong when it's wrong for you. And when you know, and you feel it like every day when I show up, it's like, I got to gear myself up for this webinar. I'm going to do it. Cause I know it's going to bring in money, but it's going to be terrible. And then I'm going to treat myself to margaritas and tacos. And I'm going to feel fine about myself. And it's like, enjoy the margaritas and the tacos but don't endure something that is terrible for you. So instead, if you're looking at your income generating actions and on the other side of the paper, so you write down webinars on that side of the paper and the other side, you say, oh, I'd really love to just be paid to speak at conferences instead because I have that skill of speaking, but I'd much rather be compensated for it and reach larger audiences that have already paid to pay attention. And that feels really aligned for me. Now you know what your goal is. Now you know where you want to go. Now you understand how to leverage what you've already built to get to that next phase. And it's about understanding both sides. It's not just the ease and the impact. It's also the joy of your day-to-day and designing your life to fit you. Absolutely. Yes. And I want to give another example of that because this happened to me about 
two and a half, three years ago. So I was, I joined a couple of courses and they told everything needs to happen on Facebook groups, Facebook groups, Facebook groups, get this funnel, do this. And I did it and it worked. And I was sitting in these Facebook world that I hated. And every time I had to get on it, I absolutely hated it. And it worked, but it didn't really work the way I thought it was supposed to work because it did bring me people and I was getting consult calls and everything was working, but those weren't qualified people. So not only was I doing something that I was told to do because it works and I, and it did work for all intents and purposes. However, I hated doing it. And I had this thought that this is where I'm getting all my business and my clients because I had a lot of calls from it, but those weren't clients that were converting. So like, yes, I had this bias that it was working because I was getting calls and getting booked, but I wasn't getting the money after the fact. So it was all this like energy and wasted time and an activity I didn't enjoy to see perceived results. So it really like, take a look at it because you could be lying to yourself. Well, and this is what creates cycles of despair, right? Mm -hmm. Because people will, especially when you don't love the plan that you set in place, number one, you veer off the plan. You don't do it a hundred percent like you should be doing it or like you set yourself up to do it. And when you're doing the plan, you're kind of thinking about, well, I want to really go to this other thing. So I'm just going to like put my head down and I'm going to do this plan until you get to a point where you're so resentful of the plan that you hated to begin with that these people end up working in extremes. So they will do the webinars, they'll go all in on the webinars and then they'll burn their entire business down and start over doing the speaking things rather than just going, okay, how do I bridge this gap? I need to just do one less webinar and get one more speaking gig and like transition myself to invite more joy, to invite more ease, to get those results without doing this crazy, like, okay, I'm all the, I'm all in over here and it's terrible. And then I get to the point where I'm burnt out and resentful. And so I switch gears and then I'm all over here and I'm resentful because I switch gears too early and it's not performing as well as I thought because I have an uptick in my learning. And I'm, I was thinking that it was just going to convert right away. So now I'm telling myself that this strategy doesn't work. So they either end up going back to the strategy that worked that they didn't really like, or they end up telling themselves that they're bad at their business and they don't know how to do anything correctly and they feel bad about themselves. And then they go into all these different cycles of despair that are just all over the place happening and their mind drama is out of control. And every day they're just like, I'm just the worst business owner. I just don't know what I'm doing. I just, nothing is going to work for me. I'm never going to be successful. And they go into these really extreme high level stories about themselves even to the point where I meet, because I'm a sales coach, I meet a lot of people with sales issues. And these people are like, it's my offer is the reason why nobody wants to buy. And I'm like, but it's not yet because nobody has bought it to confirm that. It's the positioning and the messaging behind your offer that's not working. I'm going to take a look at your offer and tell you if it's going to work once you actually sell it, because I can evaluate offers and help redesign them. But at the core most of the things that we're trying to fix are not the actual problem. So we end up working really hard to fix things that aren't broken and not fixing the things that are broken, which is why a lot of people go, well, working on my website's fun. I'm just going to tweak my website for 20 hours this month instead of actually getting out there and selling. And they're wondering, how come I'm not getting sales? Because you're not selling anything. 
When's the last time you made an offer? You've been working behind your desk in your little basement, building up a landing page that no one's ever seen because you haven't actually done any marketing, any sales, right? So we need to be really mindful of these are the things I'm doing day to day. And these are the results that I'm looking for. Do those things match up? Do they align? Do they fit together? Does it make sense? Most of the time when we're missing the mark, it's because the goal and the actions to support it are not actually the right fit. Not only are they not the right fit, a lot of times they're not clearly defined in their bucket. And actually, I'm going to say something about the one of the words you used, Amanda, you called them clients, but they were actually prospects and leads. And so, and and it's such an easy kind of thing that people do constantly. I'm like, you are not, even with your whole webinar example, yeah, they could be hating life and doing the webinars. Actually, I have a couple of clients where they're doing the one thing and they're like, yeah, but I'm already great at it. Okay. But you're not getting the conversion that you want. And why is that? Because maybe only two people are showing up at your webinar because you're not putting in the efforts to actually bring people in. And then maybe your offer isn't correct. Like it's looking at each of the little steps to say, okay, yes. where's the disconnect? Or then you have the adverse, which when I used to run um, a global company, we taught referral marketing and strategic alliance. And um, I remember we were, I was writing a sales training for the whole company. We were in 26 countries, hundreds and hundreds of franchisees. And, um, and I was like, okay, like kind of doing a little bit of market research with our top producers and like, what's your sales strategy? Oh, I don't have, I remember one in particular. Oh, I don't have one. I just get business by referrals. Oh, really? Mm, um, let, let's look at that. Let's break that down and how people like kind of just like narrow mind and they want different results, but yet this is the only thing that they're doing or they're not really unpacking it because they're just going through the motions and saying the right words because that's what's expected of them, but they want different results. And so it's, it's really interesting. We love sales. Obviously we wrote a book on it and we love everything that you're saying because there's just, there's so much that we could unpack here. We're going to have to have you back because we are already at time. This is, um, yeah, this is phenomenal. I just want to add one quick thing around that too, before we go, which is it's very interesting to see one of my favorite things to challenge people on is when they say something like I get all my business through referrals and I ask them, how do you ensure that that happens? Or like, what are you doing to cultivate referrals? Or what does your referral programming look like? Or things like this. They're always like, oh, they just fall into my lap. They just show up. They just, I don't do anything for that. And I'm always like, okay, so your business is literally built on chance and Uh possibility. A wish. And that's when they're eyes just go like, whoa, hold on a second. No, like they're all coming in for a reason. And I'm like, yeah, there's a certain point. Like I built my business on referrals. So I know there's a process though to it. And we taught that. Well, I mean, we actually taught that process. That was part of our our That was like our core product of teaching really how to build an operational successful referral system. But you're absolutely correct. Most people like what, what we were talking about earlier, listen, the income streams of that you already yeah. have. Oh, I get everybody by referrals. Oh, really? Let's break that down. How do you do that? Yeah. Let's see I, how that works. I love, I love just like taking a zoom out on this one. And anyone who's listening, like if you're telling yourself 
or anyone else, this is my income stream. This is how I'm generating, you know, money, clients, customers, whatever you want to call that stream. I want you to think about what you are doing to take personal responsibility and intentionally curating that income in that way. Because sometimes it works, right? But I've had clients come to me and say like, every month it just works. Like the universe opens itself up to me and it just sends me all the things. And my response is like, you know what? And I was actually talking to a client about this today. I said, I love that that happens for you. And I do not want to shut down that part of you that really sits in the allowing and the receiving and the universal acceptance of that money. And it's my responsibility as your sales coach to come up with a list of activities with you today that you feel calm and certain about. So when that day comes, which it inevitably will, my friend, I want you to be three weeks into the month, not anywhere near your revenue goal, and look down at your list of calm action that's easy to achieve, that you feel great about, and scroll through the list and say, you know what, I'm not at my goal this month so far. I'm gonna continue to meditate. I'm gonna continue to do all the things that feel good to me. And I'm going to do this item on the checklist that Justine gave me because I know that that's going to create results for me. And that's like your backup plan. So you don't have to give up the spiritual woo side if that's the kind of business you want to run. I love that for you. And I hope every month you never have to use the checklist, but it's like an insurance policy, right? We don't want to have to use it, but we sure want to have it then not have it. Because if you get three weeks into the month and you're not at your goals, you need something that feels intentional and doable and exciting for you that you can lean on. And so anything that you're telling yourself or other people that this is how I generate income, make sure you have that intentional list of curated actions that are going to get you to that result. And if you don't have it, today's the day. Take 20 minutes, sit down, make your checklist. And if you don't know how to do that on your own, hire somebody to help you because it will change your life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So how can people find you, Justine? Yeah. So I have a podcast called People Over Profit and I give tips about lead gen marketing, all the things that I don't really work on with clients as much. And then I do talk about sales, some of the mindset pieces of running a successful six-figure business, those types of things. So if anyone's interested in podcasts, which I would hope they would be if they're here listening to this, then check out People Over Profit. And I also have a magazine called People Driven Business and all of these things you can find on my website, which is my name, justinebeauregard.com. Yes. uh, Fantastic. And of course, all that information is in our show notes. So if you're listening on a different platform, if you head back to the pursuit of badassery, that's spelled with an I E at the end.com slash podcast, you will find all of the information there with Justine's Justine's contact. So we're super excited to have you. You, This was super fun. Thank you so much. Great to be here. Yeah. And I love this podcast, especially because there's actually action steps woven throughout this one that we are like, Look at your money income, money, money producing income streams, right? Oh man. And it's not, it's not money producing if it's not producing money. So just be aware of that. Like people are going to get shooketh if they actually apply what they, what you talked about today. Like I'm loving this. I'm fired up at 5am. Anyway, Justine, thank you so much for coming. And for those of you listening, watching, make sure that you like subscribe and share 
tag somebody in the comments on our social media feeds. If you're listening to it on our social media that need to hear this, that actually need to really take a look at their sales process, their money producing activities, and so much more with Justine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, everybody, you have your action steps, you have the plan. Now it's time to put it into action and get after it. All right, everyone, it's not enough to just listen. Now you've got to put it into action. We are so excited to see what you do next. If you enjoyed our show, please leave us a review on iTunes. And to find out more about what we're doing, visit us at thepursuitabadassery.com.